We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's the True Faith podcast with tonight with me, Simon Carmel, and I'm joined on the line by Mickey. Dod, Hello. Dodds, where is Dogger? I don't even know where Dogger is. Where is he? Weymouth, apparently. Weymouth? Okay. Uh, Ben's, in it- Ben's in Italy. Well, good story about Weymouth. Weymouth were a team that I had uh, when I was at Union and football manager and took them to like 2078 or something. I got the freedom of the city. The works. Like Champions League. What division? My best, uh, my best ever football manager team were uh, Weymouth. Interesting. What division did he start in? I've never heard of them. I can't remember. I started from unemployed. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 got the job, got the job straight off. That's a rivet and start of the podcast for the listeners, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Weymouth, and we should be absolutely buzzing about the, the result we've just had. Absolutely class, obviously. Maggie, um, what were you doing at the moment when uh, when that third goal went in? <laughs> yeah, I was, getting, I was getting increasingly nervous over the, like, well, the whole second half, really, but the, the, past, the last 20 minutes in particular, I thought we were... We were we're just ripe for a stupid goal, like conceding a stupid goal and getting and getting the result, which I thought have dominated the game that I don't think they really deserved. Um, because they didn't create any chances, so I thought uh, I, I thought we were going to concede. So when uh, when the keeper came up for the corner, I was like, "We're going to get one here," and then it didn't quite work. And then <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's playing at, being that far off his box and letting. The, over them, but, uh, yeah, it's a very rash decision. Like, and just, just like at the start of injury time to come launching yourself up, make a loopy, <laughs> stupid header, and then he seemed to take his time going back, and then he came out again. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a rash thing to do. Like, they had four minutes. Like, there was no need. The, the they were on top. Albeit, I, I don't think they were really having any proper chances. They were just doing the same thing that most teams have done, which is is applying pressure and, and whipping corners, getting corners and stuff. But um, I think you're right, Mickey. We, we spent 20 minutes where we just couldn't keep the ball and we're just defending our, in our own box. But can you think of yeah. Caldolo making any like proper saves? No, not at all. Um, he, did, uh, he didn't, as far as I can remember. But if we're being honest, until until the keeper let dogs over his head, there was only one team that was going to score in the last five minutes, and it was Huddersfield. Which is why, which is why I spent the, the entire half of the ticket that training minutes just desperately nervous because it's such an important game. Obviously, I don't want to wear. Um, so when the score, I just I, I'm stuck at home at the minute because my girlfriend's broken at first. So I watched the match in the house and I just like left on my seat, and bouncing around the room, going absolutely nuts. <laughs> Get it? Um, right. 
let's talk, talk about the game then. Um, so uh, the the the, mid, the defense have, have done fine. I think the the um, well the penalty was was Shelby, but I mean I don't think anyone in the back five, including Dollar, because he did make a couple of quite all right saves. He he, he came and command his box well. Um, yeah, he seems to be um, over the past couple of games. He seems to be making really sort of rudimentary saves and a really flashy manner yeah that's right like, yeah I agree with cameras, that there's um, a couple of ones today that, that he made look like really good saves and then when the replay comes on in slow-mo you'd think that was really easy yeah I agree um, his kicking was a bit funny today but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt he's going through an, uh, a funny spell and he, he's still doing alright um, can't expect him to save right. every penalty we concede um, <laughs> midfield wise so Shelby and Colback again for me, I'm just I'm just not convinced by it. Um, what were your thoughts on Shelby's performance today? Uh, I thought Shelby did well. He, he shouldn't be playing as deep as he was today, but I think there was a. I think that we would have seen a very different performance from Shelby if we hadn't gone two 0 up so quickly, um, because the entire mentality of the team shifted very much backwards, and uh, we we didn't really want the ball. Uh, Certainly didn't want the ball going forward. We didn't want to commit any men forward. So Shelby's almost forced to take much, much more of a back seat, uh, which he's not, he's not too comfortable with. He's yeah. not the best at tackling. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I, mean, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm being harsh. I think what what happened in this game was that both Shelby and uh, and Callback got booked, and then from the moment when those those two couldn't make a tackle, we just had no midfield. And yeah. it just felt like we just, they were sat in their own half, kind of backing off, backing off, backing off, and we were just playing on the edge of our own box for like that last half an hour. And that's where it yeah. got it got funny. Um, you had to bring Diame on again back in the midfield. Uh, uh, Diame back in the midfield, he put Kufra on ahead and took took Callback off, which he had to do because Callback was just going to get sent off. Um, Shelby same, like he's putting in some some really rash challenges. That one where like, the, the one where he got. Uh, where he came in from behind and kind of scissored him down, and he was like, "Well, I got the ball." It's like, "Yeah, but you've, you've absolutely fouled him on the edge of a box again, Shelby." Like, <laughs> just I, I don't know what he was playing at, but um, yeah, I think from the moment they were they were on yellows, we, we had no midfield, and that's where it kind of it kind of started to come undone. But at the end of the day, that we've, we've we've handled the pressure well. And this this is Rafa's United. This is what he wants from a team. He wants take your chances when you get them, and then just control the game, defend, do what you need to do, and get the points. Like. That's what he's been trying to do all season. Yeah, and it's it's worked to a team today. Um, against a good side, they're they're the, probably the best side I think we'll play against in this league. But they're, they're certainly better than Brighton. Um, they're good with the ball, although they didn't create any chances, any any proper chances. Um, they, they moved the ball better than any team in the championship, I think. Aside aside from us, uh, I, I I totally agree with you on Shelby and Colback, and I had quite a long conversation with Dad about Colback. Um, just before he got booked, I was talking to him about uh, Tuesday night's game when he got in the way of the throw. I don't know if you remember that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Very silly. Um, and he headed the ball out of his hands. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I, it's just idiotic because they've had such... For a centre midfielder to get booked early on in the game, I'm pretty sure that was in the first half or really early in the second when he did that yeah. stupid head thing in front of the throw. It's, it's so detrimental to a defensive midfielder to be booked early. Yeah. And and Kovac does it every single game, <laughs> and it's so frustrating because it 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 completely negates him as a player. He doesn't have he doesn't have any particularly strong attributes going forward. He's not a great passer of the ball. He's he's competent. Um, yeah. Doesn't really look forwards. And if he's if he can't 
do the legwork and the groundwork as a defensive as a defender in the in the field is pointless. Um, and I think I think Kovacs and combined combined with uh, the fact that we were two goals ahead early on and and just wanted to sit on the game was a was a huge factor in, in Chavez's performance because it forced him to be a defensive midfielder, which is yeah, his slide, his slide tackles are worse than callbacks. It was just, it was just crazy. They were both hoying in ridiculous challenges. But yeah, um, that, that's it. I think, um, I think Charlie comes out of that game with credit for doing something that he's not particularly good at, well enough to. Uh, well, once again, yeah. I think he's just showing that you could you could put Shelby at right back, you could put him at left back, he could do a job because he's just so much better at football than the rest of them, like, yeah. than anyone on the pitch within this season. Shelby is, is he's a cut above. Um, yeah, he's come, he's come to be the best player in the league by by a country mile. Yeah, once again, we've moved Diame back into centre mid later on in the game. Do you think he's he's better there? Because I mean, I thought he did all right first half. He was in the channel, he was linking up, he, he put a good ball through for for Murphy. Uh, where he had a great shot saved um, in the first 10 minutes or so and then he, he sort of disappeared out of the game a bit as, as Huddersfield got a foothold and then we've moved him back in the centre mid and once again he's put he's put a hell of a shift in after playing for 70 minutes at number 10 he's he's played the last 20-25 in, in centre midfield again uh, do you think that, do you think it, would you prefer him to, to start a game in centre mid do you think that's a better position for him definitely without a shadow of a doubt he's not a number 10 he doesn't have the doesn't have it. He's just quite simply, in my opinion, not a number ten, and he's really good in centre mid. He's got loads of energy. He can get about the pitch really well. He's decent enough at passing. He can pick the ball up and run with it. He's got everything. He's got everything we need in a centre midfielder, and, and nothing we need as a number ten. <laughs> uh, I, find, I find it so frustrating that he keeps he keeps getting played there and keeps not doing it. Like I, I thought he was. Although, although I will admit he was probably affected by the whole team performance and uh, the fact that we weren't really attacking after we scored the two goals, I think that's probably hurt him as a number ten. But still, he's just not very good at it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a go at him if he wasn't so much better in centre mid. But he's he's really good there. Yeah. I really want him to play in centre mid. See, I, I see it another way. I, I think Diame he hasn't been playing that well. He hasn't done that much, but he's still the best option we've got for the number ten role. For the same reason you've just described why he's so good in midfield, he's got the energy for it. Because your your job in number ten is to get around the pitch, look for the ball, link up the play. If it's on the left wing, you you're supposed to be over there helping out. If it's on the right wing, you're supposed to be over there helping out. Like you've got to cover a lot of ground and and do a lot of work. And then when they've got the ball, you've still got to do your, your job of, of getting back and marking someone. And I think he yeah. does that. He does that really well. Whereas when Perez plays at number ten, he does none of those things. And Perez well, is well, Perez can't do it. We, we don't have a number ten and that's Perez it's is frustrating that we have to uh, we have to we have to analyse it and, and talk about how Jeremy is not the best of it, which he is in fairness. But and then what what can we suggest? Because we don't have anyone else. We obviously can't tell Rafa that he's playing the wrong formation because we're talking to comfortably and just beat our two biggest rivals <laughs> playing that formation with Jeremy playing number ten. So. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about? <laughs> Good point. I know. I think that's it though. Diome is the best for that position. Perez Perez is a skillful player, and that goal he scored against Brighton, massive goal. Is what is what we need from him. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, we didn't see him today. There's no point in talking to Perez. Gufran came on and did did a better job in number ten. Um, 
I think I think to be honest, anyone can play number ten if they've got Gale in front of them. It's much harder to play number ten when you've got Mitrovic in front of you, or even Murphy because yeah. he's slower, so you've got to do a lot more running. Um, well, with, come with, on, we'll come on to Mitrovic. I didn't yeah. want to talk about him briefly. Um, right, okay. I thought Goodbye was in a. He came on and played a sort of funny role today because he was he was in the position of a number ten, but he was playing like a defensive midfielder. Yeah, like he was he was defending, just grafting right at the top yeah. of the pitch, which I like. It's um, what it's what we've come to expect from Gufran. He just he just works hard for the team. He he, he does what he can. Yeah, uh, I like Gufran. Yeah. I like him a lot. The, the, I'm pleased to see him come on. I thought it was exactly what we needed. Yeah, the only other um, surprise inclusion today, obviously, was Anita at right back. How would you assess his performance? I am laughing a bit because um, I thought it was it was an odd one. I mean, Yedlin came on, was class for ten minutes at the end, but I don't understand Anita. I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's been out for about three months, so I can't expect big things from him. But he was getting that Lapara who was playing on the left wing for them. He was cutting in on his right foot every single time, yeah, every time and every single time there. he was just. I mean, it was Atsu as well for, for, to some extent, but he was just running past whichever one it was, and he, you know, like got to do something and change something anticipated but he was just getting done every time <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I think he, well. he's, he's been alright yeah. this season and he, he has just come back from injury but it was it was painful watching him get play right back today it just doesn't make a lot of sense does it because he's he's playing instead of Gedlin who's been who is a right back like he's a proper right back that plays at right back yeah and he's good like he's, he's good at right back he's not the best at defending but he's he, but he's a good right back I thought the decision, I thought the decision to start on it with like back ahead of Edlund was questionable at best because because of the reasons I just said. But then also the, to bring Edlund on with ten minutes to go when he when he's like that, I can't really defend. I know he was playing a bit higher up the pitch, but it, I don't know, just strange. It was just a bit strange. Yeah, right. We've just beat Huddersfield three one, so we'll stop. Um We'll stop slating the performance of a few, yeah, of a few players. Positives. Positives. Go on. Um, so, I mean, Matt Ritchie on the left again. What do you think the thing was behind that? How do you think he played? I thought it was excellent again. Um, the, the Sky um, idiots that were commentating um, <laughs> picked, picked out the fact that he's done a completely different job every other game he's played this season and been really good defensively. Obviously, they've never watched us at all this season because Richard always, always offered us a good, a good wall in front of the fullback. Every game he's played this season, he's done that. Um, so Absolutely, yeah. If, you, if we lose the ball, he's straight back in in position behind the behind the ball. Yeah, exactly. Every every single game. But that that's another a point for another day. How much how much Sky want to slay everything about Newcastle as much as possible, even when it's when it's not true. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought Richie was really really good. Um, I think there's a strong argument for him being up there in the season this year, which is remarkable considering we've got Shelby, who's been class, and Gale, who's got like 25 goals. Um, but I don't know what you think about that. Again, that's another question for another day. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's been so consistent recently after having a little a little blip. Um, every game he's not a match yeah absolutely I mean if, if Gale hadn't been injured he'd probably be on 30 goals by now and there'd be a no contest on that but I absolutely agree he's been pretty much ever present and every game we've won it's been part down to, to Matt Ritchie he's been absolutely phenomenal for me and yeah. you're right it's not just going forward it's not just the assists it's not just the goals 
he, he, he puts a shift in, he, he covers his full back. If we lose the ball, he's the first one like screaming, trying to get it back, get, getting back on his time. If his if his teammates' heads are down, he seems to be the one picking them up and patting them on the back. And he just he just seems like a, a really good bloke to have in the team. Yeah, he is a bit of a raggy though. He likes to have a go at people um, when they when they do stupid stuff wrong, which is which is a uh, it's fine. I've got no I've got no problem with this. That's all right. I'm okay if if it's Mitrovic shouting in his face asking for the for for the ball for a penalty, and Richie says fuck off. I'm okay with it. Um. <laughs> I, 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 I started playing him on the left side. I can't really. Oh God! You still there? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Oh, I don't know. It's just a really, really loud noise. Um, I can't. I can't quite get my head around the logic behind playing him on the left today because Dummett's Dummett's a better defender than than Anita. So I thought Anita would have benefited more with the protection of uh, Richie as opposed to Atsu, who doesn't doesn't do a whole lot defensively, but. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was a logic to it. We don't we don't know how Rafa thinks because he's far far cleverer than us, and we've won the game three one. So well done, Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, a, mate. As always, we're we're just not nice. Yeah. And I, I said to my dad at the start of the game, I don't understand why they're playing that way. Why not swaps? And then we both go yeah. on those things and we're going. And, uh, right, you want to talk about Mitrovic again, but let's talk about the lad who did start the game today, uh, Daryl Murphy first. I thought his first half performance was excellent. I thought he did all the things we've been asking Mitrovic to do for two seasons. He held up the ball when when there was a when there was a break on. He was he was in the space ready to receive the ball, and instead of holding it up again when you're in their box, he was having shots, <laughs> trying to score goals, and then yeah. he's 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 chased down the keeper and got one, pinched it off him and and finished it off really well. I thought he did. I thought the he just did a brilliant was, job. The finish was so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so calm. Because he, he's, just, he's just passed it slowly into the bottom corner with the keeper right in front of him and the defender chasing him. Yeah, in, in between the, the two of them. Just, yeah. which, which I thought was excellent. Um, he probably deserved a start today because he was, he was absolutely brilliant on, um, on Tuesday night when he came on. For yeah, he changed, changed the game. Yeah, did, yeah completely changed the game. Um, and by the sounds of it, and you, you can sort of see by his attitude, and he's like, I know this is a bit of a ridiculous thing to pick out, but when you look at him when he's, like, after the game, when he's, even when he's not played, he's always buzzing, like he's, when we're born, he's always really, really happy and smiling and patting everyone on the back, and yeah. um, he's got the attitude, <laughs> and um, I mean, he's, he's come in when he's barely played all season, and uh been excellent when he's been on the pitch. You can't argue with him. That's the difference. He, he's come in and made an impact in the in the very few minutes he's going to get. So yeah, you're right. These are the few games. If 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 Gale's fully fit for Saturday, he'll probably play. Um, for for next um, when is it? Is it Tuesday night? Tuesday. Tuesday night, yeah. Um, if Gale's if Gale's fit enough to play the whole game, he will. And Murphy's done his bit, and he goes back to being on the bench. I think that's yeah, that, sure, that's should as well. And Murphy's Murphy's as aware as everybody. Yeah, I, I mean. Gale's number one. Yeah, so you want to talk about Midrovic. I don't know why you want to talk about Midrovic after a 3-1 win over Huddersfield, but I'll let you have your say. Go ahead. What do you want to well, say about Midrovic? For exactly that reason, Midrovic, he's been getting the usual idiotic comments on, on social media um, since Tuesday night. He's not in the squad, which I think says a lot. Um, There's obviously a reason he's not in the squad. Uh, yeah, there is. That, that's exactly what I wanted to say. There's, there's got to be something... Apart from his, his, what seems to be a general lack of football ability, which I feel a bit harsh saying, and I'll probably get some, I'll probably get some stick ball from the media lovers. Um, he was, like, I, if he wasn't a troublemaker, 
for me, you would still be in the, at least in the squad for that game. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a big statement from Rafferty to leave him out of the 18 against away on the shields. Um, and I think that that could spell the end for me, Richard Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, ability-wise, Gale's the best striker, no doubt about it. He tried Goufran on Tuesday, uh, on um, so, um, Tuesday, uh, what the f- yeah, I don't know what Tuesday, day it is. Yeah, yeah he, he tried Goufran this week against Brighton, didn't really work. And then he's brought Murphy on and he's had a, he's had a blinder for half an hour. I think the only difference between <laughs> Murphy and Mitrovic at the minute in terms of ability is, is Murphy's taking his chance to to prove why why he's here and he understands that he's only going to play a few games a season and he's just making the most of them whereas Mitrovic just seems to just seems to sulk about it I don't know I mean you talk about being buzzing about Newcastle winning I don't think you couldn't say that about Mitrovic when he's when we score goals he's, he's right there smashing people on the back of the head and doing weird stuff like that but yeah, uh, yeah, no. I, I, no, he, he seems to he seems to want to win he seems to want to be part of it which is great but he just needs to learn how to play properly and Rafa's clearly had enough of him he, he keeps giving him chances he keeps letting him down he drops him for a few games Murphy's done his job Gale's back in Goufran's still there as well to be honest it, it just we just don't need him anymore and he won't yeah. stay around next summer so I think that's probably yeah, one of the I last thing to say about him was that, was that there's got to be something there's something more than just the fact that Murphy's better than him which I think really is um but I think there's something more to him being left out of the team for this, for this game because it was such an important game and one where we could have been behind and chasing the game and could have used a striker again to come off the bench. I think it's, I think it's massive that he wasn't in the squad. Yeah, I don't know. We've got Goufran, um, Gale and um, Perez on the bench. They're, they're, they're three forwards, all with a much better attitude than Mitrovic. It's an easy decision for Rafa and we all know why he's done it. So that's... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I wasn't paying much attention to social media because I was watching the game on Sky Play. So I, by watching social media, I was seeing stuff happen before it happened on my screen. So I wasn't. I, I didn't see any of the calls for Mitro. I, I can't imagine there was many. Like really, like we oh, played well I, first I don't off. Know if there was no. I am. Um, I mean. I mean during the week. Yeah. People talking about how. Uh, I can't even remember that there was. There was a couple of things coming to me. Yeah. I find it frustrating to. Uh, it's a shrinking minority of people that care about Mitrovic now. I think this is one of the last conversations we'll have about him because, I mean, we're home and dry. Let's move on to what, where, where, where do we think we are now? Do you think that's it? Do you think 11 points clear of Huddersfield? They've got a game in hand, but do you think 11 points clear? We're, we're now five ahead of Brighton as well because they got beat today. Is that is that it pretty much done? Are we, are we done? Are we, have we won the league? Have we, are we promoted? Um, I, I don't care whether we win the league or not. Um, yeah. I think... I think certainly now that that that's your promotion. Realistically, we uh, we aren't going to collapse enough to to let and both of them won't perform well enough at the same time to let that happen. We we will now finish in the top two, yeah. um, for sure. If we if we come second, I couldn't get two shits. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah, I agree. I think we've we've underperformed for the last six games. I mean, I thought we were very good against Brighton. We battered them. Tonight we've 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 done enough. We've, we've not been great. We've, we've had a good first half and then we've kind of just weathered the storm for the second half, which is good enough. But we've not, we've not played brilliantly for 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 well, at least for ninety minutes in, in any in any games recently. And um, I thought we played really well against Brighton. Yeah, Brighton's probably yeah. We had, we had about a ten minute spell before we got Diame's uh, goal where it looked like we were run out of ideas. But yeah, realistically, the Brighton game is probably the one exception. My point being. We've kind of 
we'll just keep getting points in second gear. I, I just, I'm not worried anymore. I think that's it. There was no way. I mean, Huddersfield have been on some run, but this is this has put the pressure right back on them. They'll be gutted, gutted that they've lost this because they're so far off it now. Like, yeah, you, you, that's like that before the match that they've only lost once in December. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. No, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, you, you just you never get promoted when you finish third, so they must be shitting themselves now. They must be wondering whether to lose more games and finish like sixth, or yeah. if if they can really keep up with her. They're so unlucky. Uh, uh, they're so unlucky to um, to be playing the way they are in this season. Like the way they're playing and the, the amount of points they've got would happen to work comfortably and have basically any other championship in the industry. Um, and I think I think the plan of football plays class. I think the fans, from from what they sounded like on the telly tonight, were were absolutely class. Um, yeah, it's allowed us home. Or, well, rather home team for an away match this season that we, I've seen for us they were, they were yeah. making loads of noise I know they had them clapper things which is a bit cringy but when you when you hear a home home st- stadium where everyone's singing and everyone's standing up it's it's kind of that's all you want to see in football so fair play to them for that yeah I wish we um, wish we had home um, fans that would sing like that that would join in like that rather than leave it just to the select few in the corner <laughs> um, one step at a time yeah uh, I see. Yeah, I think I think you're right. We're, um, we're, we're promoted, aren't we? They're, they've had a very good season, but that, that's I mean, eleven points is a big gap. We've got no more. We've got Redden away. We've got Sheffield away, and lest we forget, we play our best football away to the best teams in the league. So that's six more points there. We'll probably we'll probably drop a few at home to Burton, at home to Wigan, but we should we should be home and dry by then. That's just the way we, we see to play at the minute. We're, we're far better against the top teams, and it's it's more of a it's a, it's probably a bit of complacency. It's probably a bit of a, the, the 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 shit teams in the league get themselves up for the Newcastle match and they're in with faces and they make it more difficult for. But yeah, play in a different fashion. But the, the, these two these two wins have taken the pressure right off. We I think it was a bit of it. We can go into home matches now where I don't think the crowd will be as tense because. If you look, think back to Villa and even um, Bristol C. If without with this with this round of fixtures coming up before we've just won these two games, I think people were nervous, thinking we need to get a cushion, we need to win those games. Whereas now, come um, well, obviously we've got Redden to play, but Fulham next week, I, I think it'll be a difference in James's. I think it'll be like much much calmer, much much more positive, because we're we're just back in control. We're not kind of worrying about kind of watching over my shoulder I think that'll make all the difference in just the last few games and we'll be fine we're, we're sorted I totally agree if you think about that, the difference uh, I haven't seen it since but the difference in how I'm feeling now compared to one like 78 minutes on Tuesday night <laughs> yeah. it's, it's remarkable at that point when we were one down and when we were struggling to make, make chances I was thinking oh, we're kind of making really hard work in the next like 10 weeks and then uh, limp to the finish and now like five buzzing. minutes later absolutely buzzing the, the, this has yeah, been one, one, one of the sorry I've just started interrupting you for, <laughs> for no reason <laughs> um, uh, five days later we're now just promoted yeah it's unbelievable isn't it what what 90 minutes well 90 minutes plus 10 so 100 minutes of football just sorts everything out yeah and we're now, we're now at this point we're now five points clear and the Matins are five points adrift or six points adrift is it Five or six points adrift. The Magnus um, are six points off, yeah. 
It's yeah, it's, it's it's great. Again, like I wouldn't have been asked about Sunderland <laughs> five days ago, but now that we're sorted, you can kind of look back <laughs> up at them and just laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Villa won today. I think we're playing Rotherham or someone went there. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll let them we'll let them keep uh, keep fighting the fight for 16th in the league. <laughs> but oh yeah, absolutely yeah, buzzing, Mickey. Oh, I, I don't know if there's much more to say. I mean, it's just class. <laughs> I, mean, I, think should, I think we should clarify ourselves because we spent the vast majority of this podcast being really negative. No, I mean, we've faked apart a couple of performances, but I, I don't think anyone's an end of illusion. We're still buzzing. It's a great result. And yeah, <laughs> we're, we're talking about stuff we just don't understand because Rafa just gets it. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, just, a, just a final one for me. I thought done it again tonight. was excellent. Uh, they had absolutely no luck at all down that left hand side. I know you had Richard in front of them, as we said before, who offers a lot defensively. But he done it. He's a really good defender. Yeah, just he, a defender, purely a defender. Done it excellent. He's, he's, he's. I mean, I hate, I hate the word, I hate the term, but he is no nonsense. He plays within his means. He doesn't try to do anything stupid. If he knows he's got to give himself five yards, he just gives himself five yards. He doesn't commit to a challenge he won't make. Or at yeah. least at least he has started doing that because I can think of times in the in the past six months when maybe he has done that, but he's definitely grown as a player and that's gotta be down to Rafa as well. So I think he has. I think we, he's he's arguably the person that's come on the most under Rafa. Yeah. And we've been his biggest critics for, for three seasons because he hasn't been good enough for a Premier League Newcastle, but you never know next season. I would I would have still thought at the start of the season I knew he was gonna play a lot, but I would have still thought would have to bin him off by the Premier League, but I'm not sure now. He's probably got it in him under Rafa. Yeah, you wouldn't think even if you put him against like a Sanchez or something now, you wouldn't think that he would get his arse absolutely handed to him. Yeah. I think defensively, defensively in the Premier League, I think he's good enough. Yeah. Because um, I can't quite believe that I'm saying this. Well, the the two toughest games of the season, he's been he's been arguably one of one of our best players. So, yeah. Listen, the dog's talking about his performance against Knockhart, who is the darling of the championship and is supposed to be absolutely class. And he hasn't had a kick, has he? Yeah. Two, two games against Dumas. Yeah, That's I mean, he, he's doing his job. Let's let's just hope he keeps he keeps improving because he has got a long way to go. He's, he's he, this, 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 this is, the quality in this league is awful, and you, you're gonna we're gonna expect a lot more from him in the, in the Premier League next season. The the only other thing, very quickly before we before we close it off, because we've been rambling on, it's Saturday night and I'm hungry. Um, is is Rafa? I think Rafa looks a lot more comfortable again. I think he looks happier. Whereas I think during during all this shit that was gone in January and the start of February, he, he looked a bit like put out by it. But now I think he looks he looks happy again. He looks like he's enjoying the job, and I think there's hope yet. Um, that that he that he sticks around and, and really sees this through. I think he's really enjoying being our manager. I don't know. It just it just looks. He looks back where he was when he when he first took the job. It looks that way. Um, we're never we're never gonna know. We'll no. have one bad day. We're actually from something ludicrous happening. But um, can only hope. To what I thought a month ago. I think I, I, and I think it's more likely than not that Rafa will be our manager next year. Yeah. Well, what a positive way to end the show. Shall we leave it there? Rafa's United getting promoted and then we're going to smash the Premier League next season. Come on. <laughs> right, okay. Cheers, Mickey. It's been it's been a pleasure talking about yet another win. Yeah, thanks, Yeah, so that's it. Um, we'll not be doing another podcast before Redden because it's just on Tuesday. So 
um, I guess that's all from us until next weekend. Fulham. Cheers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.